That's my chain. Talk shit at this part. About how like the world didn't see it coming. That's my chain. Now you know this fresh, right? You didn't know. I'm so wild. They call me for local, so local. Where they do Aloha, Square Hive. Welcome to the almost penultimate episode of the Two Square Girls podcast. Uh, I did decide to retire it and then start a new podcast, um, which I'm going to call Postpodernism, <laughs> because, uh, you know, this is a, I'm still a 32-year-old millennial, and, um, you know, I love being scapegoated for shit, so I decided that my next podcast, rather than being about uh, <laughs> nothing, um, which honestly, let's be real, that's all podcasts, so, um, but It'll be about probably things that are post-ironic, uh, um, and then they become so post-ironic that they become serious again, and then they become more post-ironic as it goes along. Uh, so, you know, I'll just be doing a lot of, a lot of that. Um, and I'm really excited because tomorrow I'm going to be able to have a pod episode with our friend D, who hasn't been on in a minute, um, understandably so, but shout out to D. Uh, what an awesome individual. Um, she wrote a memoir at 30. I was reading uh, the internet, <laughs> all of it, um, <laughs> and I was noticing people were like, uh, ha- have some very strong opinions about, um, well, everything, obviously, uh, because we're in a time of moral outrage, and um, that's hilarious to me. but uh anyway there was one where this woman well there was this tweet that's going around about like erasure poetry and i'm just like oh word tell me more about erasure uh random lady and you know she got ratioed real hard and uh (laughs) there's this other post going around and it's kind of about this uh, idea that people who are in their 30s especially women who uh you know women be women in um they don't have anything to write about or talk about. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Everybody should be telling each other their stories all the time. Um, This is why America is down bad and (laughs) their abortion laws are getting pulled back and everybody is getting uh, (laughs) less pay rather than equal pay. Um, So I think that uh, you're allowed to write a memoir anytime. If you're five and you want to write a memoir, go for it. You know, I was volunteering with this kid who's four, right? And she still remembers going to the airport when she was one. Uh, that's weird. That, that doesn't seem like a normal thing. But um, that's awesome, too, because that means that she's super smart and will probably remember a lot of her experiences and learn from them and learn from the experiences of others. So what I'm trying to say and she, you know, like it was one of those situations where I was like, OK, well, you have, you know, this event coming up or, you know, there's there's a, they're like traveling or something. And I'm like, well, do you do you remember like what you have to do when you go and what the, you know, everything, what everything is like and this and that and uh, like the steps that you got to take. Um, and she's like <laughs> she was like such a snot nosed kid and, and was like being real, <laughs> real rude to me, which I love, honestly. Um, usually I'm the rude one. So sometimes getting it from, uh, you know, I can tolerate little kids being rude to me because, uh, they're probably smarter than me, you know, 32 years old. I don't know shit. They know more than me to be real. Uh, I always have learned, um, from the younger generation because they, (laughs) 
they're not just the future, they're the present. Uh, and it also makes a lot of sense that she remembers going to the airport when she was one. Um, and she was just like talking to me about it. And then, <laughs> and then it was, it was actually really funny. Like the, the funniest thing about it was that I was asking her, uh, I was trying to tell her my experiences when I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, you know, when I was seven, I was crying really loudly on the plane because I couldn't uh, get the same, <laughs> the same in-flight meal that my brothers had and they were roasting me. And I was like super upset. I didn't even really want the food. It was, it was more the concept of, uh, you know, they were like, haha, you don't have this, we do, and it's delicious, and they're just, like, being super um, jerkwads about it, and uh, I started screaming on the airplane. I still remember this. It was very embarrassing for my family, um, and <laughs> and the flight attendants, they didn't know what to do because uh, I was not having it. I was like, no, if they get to have some in-flight meal why don't I get to have that same in-flight meal this is some bullshit and you know I was just really upset I'm seven you know um and they they were they eventually had to go to like first class and get the get the same in-flight meal and give it to me and uh yeah I was you know I don't even think I ate it it wasn't very good because you know it's airplane food right um but yeah I like you know I insisted that I have the thing from you know and uh, honestly, that's really what quote unquote advocating for yourself is like. Um, but I don't want to be loud and annoying all the time. Everybody hates that person. <laughs> Nobody likes that person. Um, so I, uh, am vastly unpopular, um, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I've never been like cool, so it's fine. You know, I can deal with it. I always have kind of my own thing going on anyway. Um, and then also I'm graduating Loki, uh, this uh, Friday. That'll be fun for me. I think it's going to be really fun to get roasted by my 17-year-old niece, who is a stank-faced teenager, and she's awesome. Um, and I'm really happy she's coming. And I'm really happy that my nephew's coming and my brother's coming. And my mom can't come because she was in a really bad car accident, and uh, she's not doing so well. So she's not going to make it, but I think my dad and my other brother are coming too. Um, honestly, my entire family should be there uh, to be real. Uh, I don't know if they know that, but they definitely should, um, because this is a joyous occasion and we can't just get together at funerals, but my family's more dysfunctional than that succession family. <laughs> I recently started watching succession and, um, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. I enjoy the way that they speak on succession. It's emblematic of the narrative that's, uh, running through my head at all times, um, and it's very, uh, I don't know, it's, it's got this sort of, it's got this feel of, um, is this like, a, you know, is this happening all the time everywhere? <laughs> and uh, the answer is yes, you know, there's, um, you know, there's a lot of drama in every family all the time. Uh, and families are like their own little cults. And then, you know, you go out into the world, and then you got to deal with everybody else's like, you know, cults and, and bullshit. Um, and, you know, you have to participate eventually, uh, because if you don't participate in society, then um, society imposes itself on you. Can you go off the grid and live like a, you know, forest, you know, animal somewhere? Yeah, probably. Um, but then you start missing the modern day luxuries that you like. And I know this because uh, I've met people who've done that. Um, you know, they leave and you're just like, wow, you just left. You're gone now. And then they come back. Um, 
you know, I guess you can fake your own death, but that's a felony. So probably don't do that. Uh, <laughs> although, um, if none of my work sells or is relevant in my lifetime, um, you know, that's fine. I, I guess I could, I guess I could do that and, um, you know, just like go elsewhere. But like I said, I'm, I'm not lazy in that sense. I do a lot of stuff, but I do like being able to stay where I'm at so I can, I've been lucky, I've been very, very fortunate and lucky to not have to move during my time in San Diego because they were trying to price me out of my like apartment. And I'm like, first of all, it was expensive enough moving here and living here. It's SoCal still, I know it's not LA, but it's still like pretty expensive here. Secondly, I'm going to tank you on Yelp. How dare you try to gentrify my... my location i've been through this before also like anytime i'm doing something and trying to get it done and uh somebody just wants to like you know trample all over it and go through my shit and i'm like don't do that what's the matter with you like well how would you like it if someone did that to you how about some empathy here like what's going on um to which they say they don't give a shit and i'm like well that's fair and nobody gives a shit about anybody else unless until and unless like it has to do with them Um, that's not always the case, but in most cases, that is the case. And fortunately, um, you know, I'm pretty much done with school, but I do want to pursue like a, you know, more schooling because the real world sucks. Like I've been in it. It's not fun for me. Okay. You know, even when you, you know, people it's, it's like that future song, bitch, don't get too comfortable. Soon as you get quote unquote too comfortable, not even too comfortable. You're like a little comfortable somebody comes and tries to steal your zen or like freaking tries to infringe upon your right to exist. And I'm like, don't do that. What's the matter with you? You know, scarcity is, uh, you know, a illusion, right? Everybody has enough for everybody. There's so much like unethical practices happening in capitalism and consumerism that it makes me uncomfortable um, to exist in this life because I don't understand how I can navigate it at 32 when I was barely able to like navigate it at 22. When I was 22, I was at a a table in (laughs) Oakland listening to that Taylor Swift song, 22, because that's when it came out. And I was like, she was like, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. And then she was describing all the hipster things she was doing. Um, And I'm like, what the fuck is this, Taylor? You get to do that? I have to sit here and worry about whether or not I'm gonna be able to pay my $500 rent next month and Yeah, it was that cheap in 2013 in East Bay. But I will tell you one of the worst things about that was that, you know, gentrification, man. Jamie priced us out. Um, Actually, no, she didn't. She went and she lived in the woods. (laughs) And she can do that (laughs) because she was a high school English teacher in Oakland. And, uh, you know, she just like saved up a bunch. And then, you know, her and her boyfriend went and uh, lived in the woods for a while. And then fucking, uh, you know we had to leave and because she was like selling her house or renting it out or whatever and that's cool I mean I like Jamie she was pretty awesome she had like a ceramic studio in her basement and um you know me and my roommate would you know uh do artsy things and we were real <laughs> we were we were real artistes with an e um you know she would paint and do her gesso like uh you know just kind of doing her canvas stuff and making all of her paintings and stuff she's like a tattoo artist in new york now um but she would do all of her paintings and stuff in the basement and then i'd have my janky typewriter um electric typewriter it wasn't manual because 
I don't know, manual typewriters are a lot more expensive and then all the parts for them are expensive too. So like when I lived in Berkeley, there was a typewriter shop because of course there was uh, across the street from me. And I tried, I because my typewriter doesn't have um, the like, you know, sometimes the electric ones, they have the ones where you backspace it. And then it's like, uh, what's it called? Um, there, There's like whiteout, there's like a whiteout tape that it whites it out. And then that's pretty sick. But the issue was that uh, that thing stopped working. So I went to the typewriter shop to try and get it. I was like, Hey, like, uh, I have this spool of like whiteout, but it doesn't, you know, fit onto here. How do I, how do I make this happen? And they were giving me such a ridiculous price that I was like, I could just buy a new typewriter at this point. Like, I don't want to do that. I've had this one for a minute. I still have that same one. I haven't gotten any new ones or anything. I have like a bunch of other, you know, things that I do to write on and just like books everywhere and folders every I'm a messy person with my art um but most artists are and that's fine like what what else do you do uh also like you can simultaneously be an artist and be a professional you know like um I think that's where I was going with that was uh shoot the my roommate was working at like a you know shitty company um I don't think it was shitty I think they she made like proper money with it but I also think that it was taking a lot out of her to work there. So she definitely had more of a, um, what's it called approach to it? Like, okay, I'm going to go do this and then I'm going to do my art. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do my art. And that was awesome. And I wish I could immerse myself in that a lot more because it's important. Um, and to learn from, from that experience, because I don't want to repeat it. I don't want to have, keep having to like, you know, get priced out of wherever I am, that is uncomfortable for me. Um, and it shouldn't be occurring. So I guess where I was going with that story <laughs> was that now, 10 years later, right, because it's literally 10 years later, uh, you know, I'm sitting in this apartment in San Diego. Um, I'm like, where's my upward mobility, bitch? Like I have, you know, I have all the things um, to which everyone says, well, you're very stupid about some things. And I'm like, I don't think I am. I think I think there's something else going on. I think there's like systemic shit that's keeping me down. I think there's family shit that's keeping me down. Um, definitely, probably there's self-sabotage things that are keeping me down. But to that, I say uh, everybody has that. You know, I really did think that I had a lot of issues. Um, and then I started talking to people and getting, you know, more uh, like, you know, just meeting people and, and getting more like um, privy to their personal lives and people like I'm pretty mild like I write poems and go to the ocean and um I have a pretty mild existence you know I like I like twiddling my thumbs that's a fun hobby for me um I like hammocking love a hammock um I mean I like going on like road trips and doing this and that but it's again it's pretty mild I don't really like wild out I don't freak it very often um when I do it's fun and responsible though you know like I don't freak it to the extent that it's like you know, dangerous for my health and well-being because, um, you know, I, I have friends who do and then they get upset when shit goes down and uh, they have to deal with it. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not a victim blaming here and you were wilding and partying and doing your thing um, and that's fine. Just, uh, you know, like know thyself or whatever. Um, and also, like I'm washed. Okay, let's be real. I love being washed. Honestly, sometimes I'll I'll get my blankie <laughs> and my hot chocolate, my hocho, um, and sit down and freaking, you know, like, t we're in a golden age of television, and I'm okay with that. I don't just want to sit around and watch the same TV show over and over. 
um, variety is the spice of life, you know, and uh, as somebody who appreciates spices um, and flavorful things, you know, I like having variety. I love having options. That's why after this, I probably have to do another round of applications of a bunch of shit. I got a lot of work to do all the time. My brother's bugging me. He's like, Mariam, you're poor. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not because I'm not in debt. Um, You know, a lot of people I know have to pay off loans and mortgages and this and that. And I don't have to do that. So I'm not poor. I'm just not super, super wealthy um, yet. So let's be real, though. The world has a way of getting your girl down. So even when and if I do secure the bag, like someone's going to want to take it, you know, that's how that's how that works. Um, So at the same time, I understand to invest in oneself, um, you know, in the moment is a smart choice. Uh, And I didn't realize that for a long time. So me coming out here was investing in myself um, because, you know, life is tough and uh, a lot of things happen all at once sometimes and then you just got to deal with it and you know if sometimes you have trauma responses like that happens and that's okay you know it's okay to go through shit and um come out the other side that is most of life should you do it gracefully probably um but i think that imposition is put on women way too much okay guys get away with fucking everything are you kidding me right now Like, the double standard is so... And I know a little thing about... I know a thing or two about double standards. I have five older brothers, you know? And uh, I did at 22. I did at 12. I did at 2. Like, you know, it's 32 years in the making, and I know what is, you know, kind of occurring. Um, I definitely probably should fit, like, modern beauty standards just because I don't want to be a SoCal 6 or 5 or whatever you want to call it. I think... um, being as attractive as possible is really important. (laughs) And I wish I didn't have to say that. uh, And I wish I didn't have to believe that, but I do. Um, Because people really, uh, really give a shit what you look like first. Um, You know, I have, (laughs) I have the face for podcasting. No, I'm just joking. I shouldn't be uh, negative self-talking. I think that is detrimental to my overall goal. Um, but I will say, you know, at the risk of getting slut shamed, I never had any complaints. And also, uh, a lot of times one of the things that people like to do is if they don't like you, they're going to put you down. Um, or if you've like, you know, spurned them in some way or offended them somehow. Um, and sometimes people are looking for that, you know, like if you're looking for that shit, you're gonna find it, right? It's everywhere. That's why I have like so many mediums. I have a pod. I have a, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I have six million things out there. A lot of that stuff is anonymous because I like to be able to see public response when it's not tied to my quote unquote identity. Um, so I, I understand that that's part of life and uh, I see that happening all the time. And I'm kind of over getting police, man. Like, Fuck the ops. I, it, it's really upsetting. Like, I don't even mean that into, in the sense of, like, you know, anti-authoritarianism or this or that. But if you're policing other people's behaviors in any setting um, and not understanding the context of the situation, especially, like, that's not okay. Uh, understanding what's going on um, is part of life. And accepting it, not merely tolerating it, 
but accepting it and welcoming it is really important. And I don't think enough people do that. And we have an empathy problem because since COVID, everyone got real fucked up and no one's getting help from it because mental health in this country is broken. And even if they are getting help from it, like the the like, you know, field of psychology is also always evolving. And I don't think they have, you know, enough research yet to figure out what the fuck's going on with everybody because we only just came out of a plague like not that long ago. Right. So think about how things were 100 years ago. Okay, it's 2023 right now. Think about how things were in 1923. You know, uh, flapper generation, um, great Gatsby shit, I assume. Um, Which, by the way, let's talk a little about about great Gatsby and why is history repeating itself? What the fuck is this Miss Daisy shit? You know what I mean? Like, how come I see this happening everywhere? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you Fitzgeralding right now? Can you stop? Because it's upsetting. Um, you know, because everybody knows that, you know, that's occurring right now in American society. Like, people love having sort of this idea that, uh, you know, things are so, progress has happened and this, 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 that. And first of all, like, politics is a silly mess. Um, secondly, so is, like, laws and rules and this and that. Nothing applies to anybody equally, let's be real. Uh, thirdly, um, fucking, like, the craziest thing, and I know crazy is a problematic term, but a lot of people don't care, so it doesn't matter anymore, really. Uh, the wildest thing, because, you know, I still care a little bit. I don't want to stigmatize people with mental health stuff, because uh, everybody's a little mentally ill, even if they won't admit it. Um <laughs> Even the podcast that I listen to, I'm like, wow, you guys are really going off the rails here. Like, and I don't even listen to podcasts that much. I don't even listen to my own podcast, really. Um, And I really do see like people kind of having this idea that, oh, um, couldn't be me, right? I'm like, but it is you because we all have the same experiences because we're all human and no one is inherently special or, you know, particularly uh, you know, in, in any, like, we're all equal in that sense. If you think that you have some sort of authority because of, like, your position or title or knowledge or the letters after your name or the things that you've published or whatever, 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 uh, that's all an illusion, okay? We're all made out of the same freaking, uh, you know, particles, etc. So calm down. <laughs> and on a human level, it's much more important not to impose uh, that sort of stuff on somebody if you are in a position of authority or power, because that's called oppression, okay? Uh, And nobody likes that. Um, Also, you know, uh, one of the things that I've learned, too, is that, um, you know, even if people are doing or saying something or trying to sway you or sell you something in some way, um, don't be easily swayable. Like, think about it, man. Think about your sense of self and think about your sense of being and, um, you know, it rather than being like a SpongeBob, uh, be, you know, <laughs> I was going to say be Patrick, but, <laughs> uh, maybe be, you know, d- don't, don't lean too heavily on the SpongeBob thing. Like SpongeBob is not, not, you know, the only metaphor for life. There's a lot of other cartoons out there. Um, you know, so look to those, <laughs> I guess. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, but yeah, I'm, I went on a job interview last week. It was pretty cool. It was for an arts associate position. I'd be working with two visual artists and doing sort of like a, um, mm, I don't know. It's more of a, like, kind of like a chill thing to do for me and also make money while I like look for more stuff to do. 
Um, plus, it's in L.A., and that'd be kind of cool. Honestly, I love San Diego because it's low-key and it's wavy, but L.A. has another art, uh, you know, it's it's a proliferate art place, and, I, I you know, it's it's very cool and shitty and awesome, um, but, you know, the shitty part is also there. <laughs> I remember in college and undergrad, there was this guy who, uh, you know, went to L.A. to be, like, a film writer or, like, a film, you know, whatever, whatever, and met Brian Cranston from... <laughs> from Breaking Bad and the first thing he asked him was like why is it blue (laughs) oh man it was great I thought it was hilarious um and you know like okay that brings me back to the policing thing uh if you're gonna get terrible television because everybody is censoring everything all the time um you know that would suck you know that was like a cultural phenomenon that show and I remember that because at the time, I was trying to flex by pretending that I had seen it <laughs> when I was stuck in Pakistan, <laughs> and my brother finally came to visit, and I had said, "Oh yeah, I totally watched Breaking Bad." I was like, a, you know, I was like eighteen or whatever, and and he was like, "No, you haven't," and I was like, "And yeah, like he was right. I hadn't seen it. Um, I saw a lot of parallels between Walter White and my dad." <laughs> Honestly, um, Breaking Bad is is awesome. Um, But also, one of the best things that I learned, too, was that people are, you know, like, like I said, like, history kind of repeats itself. Like, there's, there's, it's, I, I've been watching a lot of telly alongside doing all of the other things that, you know, things which must be done. Because, uh, like, that, you know, like, people are always quick to judge, right, when it comes to, um, the media that we consume, the art that we consume, everything is all consumption based right now. Um, but you know, it's it just like, go with it, man. Like if you feel like doing something, just fucking do it. See if you like it. If you don't do something else, like that's always been the flow. Uh, for me personally, I am off. <laughs> I am off the apps. I am incensed. I am incensed. And if, if you're listening to this, like, uh, and you know who you are. I, I am incensed that next week my graduation is happening weekend. And it's also my uh, one of my cousins. Uh, it's her second wedding. And uh, everybody should be celebrating me. She already had a party, okay, for her first wedding. And if I sound like a dick, it's because I'm feeling some type of way about nobody celebrating me when I'm having big-ass accomplishments. And then everybody, like, really going hard on the partying when it comes to weddings. Uh, I've been to, like, hundreds of weddings, and that's why I don't go to them anymore, okay? They're terrible, and I'm always depressed when I get home. I actually developed an eating disorder in Pakistan after one of the weddings that I attended. I'd gone, I looked like shit, and I was like, wow, it's because I'm fat. And then I started yarfing in the toilet, and that wasn't fucking healthy, okay? So these things can be fucking toxic. And it's definitely not because I don't like joyous occasions and people getting together. I am, you know, at heart wanting people to be happy and awesome and, you know, do their thing and, you know, have, have like, a life. But fucking, like, I have done a thing, too, and fucking everybody needs to recognize that. So, yeah, if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I want to, you're mean, you were mean to me at our last cousin's wedding, first of all. Secondly, one of my cousins wasn't invited to that wedding. And then when I pointed out, she called me a bitch. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why am I the fucking person getting shitted on for uh, pointing something out? Um, and that's not okay. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, I'm not going to that wedding. Uh, and, you know, it is literally next week. And again, it's my graduation weekend. Okay. It's my first master's degree. That's just, like, 
oh, oh my God. Like, I, I can't. I just can't. Like, this is not a reality. This is very upsetting for me. Um, but whatever. Tis life. <laughs> it was... I have a friend in the MFA program. She's, like, in the fiction part. And <laughs> I read her story, and I'm like, whoa. Does, has this person been stalking me? How does she know my cousin's names? And I was like, okay, who is this person? Like, do you know these? Do you know my cousins? What's going on here? And she was like, oh, that's weird. We both have cousins with the same names. And I'm like, yeah. And it's not just one of them. It's two of them. What's going on? Like almost three of them. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, man, it was, it was spooky. <laughs> that was some spooky shit. Um, but that's what I mean, though, right? Like everyone's like, it's a small world after all. But first of all, if so only if you, you know, um, subscribe to <laughs> only if you subscribe to Disney, I guess. Uh, and then, you know, also, it's not that small. The world is huge. There's so many things to do and people to meet and things to, you know, explore. Um, we shouldn't all just be running into each other. That's fucking weird. <laughs> then everyone's just like you. And then there is no variety and therefore no spice in life. So, um, God, that reminds me of that restaurant that my parents always made me go to for Eat Spice of Life. It was like fusion. <laughs> it was like Paki and, uh, uh, you know, Asian fusion. And I'm like, it's okay, I guess. I don't really like coming here for the buffets on Eid. I like, you know, a lot of the fancy shit that my fourth brother likes. He's in Pakistan right now. Shout out to him. Um, but he definitely ratioed me from his life in the sense that I, I keep using this word ratio incorrectly and I don't give a shit. Um, you know what I mean? And I'm upset about it, man. He's a muppy, which if you don't know what that is, it's a Muslim yuppie. And to that, I say, I'm proud of you, you know, um, as a, <laughs> as a broke boy myself, um, you know, I am, you know, very proud of my finance bros, as I call them. Uh, they are definitely entrenched in the patriarchy and uh, can ruin my life sometimes, but I think it's just internalized, you know, um, patriarchal values, all their, like, their, you know, developmental, like, years, the first, like, five of them were spent in pack, and I grew up here, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Also, all this self-awareness, I'm not liking it. I haven't had therapy in two weeks, which is evident (laughs) to everybody I've interacted in the past two weeks with, but that's not my fault. He canceled on me. And then tomorrow I have therapy. And if I get canceled on one more time, I'm going to be real tight because, uh, you know, you can't be like stigmatizing people. And then when they're actually trying to like do and get help, um, canceling on them and then being upset when like shit happens and consequences occur like that, that's not okay. All right. Life is hard enough. Sometimes, you know, today I was just in bed most of the day. It was a beautiful Sunday just amazing, gorgeous Sunday. And the issue was that I had a terrible experience these past couple weeks. They were trying to, they're like, oh, your paperwork is fucked up. And I'm like, why? Like I have filed everything correctly all the time and uh, fucking push it through. Like this is not okay. Um, I don't understand how this keeps occurring. And furthermore, like it isn't just a one-time thing. This has been a pattern. So I'm just over it. And more than just that, like, I got yelled at for that, too. Like, not directly, but, you know, if people don't want to like you, they're going to find a reason. And, you know, I didn't not give them a reason, but this is is victim-blaming bullshit. I'm good. I'm good off that. I'm good off that. Um, You know, don't gerrymander my degree. (laughs) Don't do that, okay? It's not good. 
This is why people haven't been voting and your democracy is broken, okay? We're in a puppet government, same as any other third world country. And uh, I've, you know, witnessed puppet governments. So fucking, I know a thing or two about what that looks like, what corruption looks like. And that's what it looks like, okay? (laughs) Don't do that. It's bad. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm laughing, but I'm dead inside. Like, I'm sad and I'm dead inside. And I wish I had... I wish I was able to go see my mom today. I told my brother yesterday, I was like, hey, I want to come see mom before graduation because, uh, you know, I don't think she should travel. Absolutely not. She even might have to get surgery. I find out on Tuesday if she has to get surgery. I want to be there. She hasn't been able to shower in a week and I don't like that. You know, I don't want her to not um, not be comfortable. Like being ill and being uh, injured and being old aren't good um, combinations and I have a lot of compassion for moms. So, you know, she, she really, uh, is going through it right now. And I wish I was there to help her because she doesn't feel comfortable with other people because again, internalized misogyny, right? She doesn't want my brothers helping her shower this and that. Um, so I got to go do that and I want to go do that, but I can't because I have to deal with paperwork and bullshit and making sure like I am, you know, getting all my shit done. So I don't have to worry about it anymore. And um, that makes me very sad. And it really is a disappointment. And it's a real indictment (laughs) on society and um, the public school system and the state school system and all this, all the systems, right, all the systemic bullshit. Uh, And then, you know, I also have to deal with people not giving a shit and um, trying to like, just, you know, have their own thing going on. And that's fine. But if it is, uh, you know, contributing to the, like, if things get better for you, and they get worse for someone else, uh, think about that for a while. Think about why that is, because it's definitely not because there's enough to go around. It's because there's something going on that you're not privy to or you're complicit in. Okay, that's the other thing. If you're complicit in something and I've specifically told you that you're complicit in it, fucking fix it. All right. That's your responsibility. I'm doing my job. I exist, you know, and uh, I'm fucking, you know, like doing all the best things that I can. So all the good things, you know, I have a job, I have schooling, I have, you know, no debt, I have, you know, like enough uh, of a self-awareness to understand that, um, you know, I need to be uh, more proactive about certain things and uh, less sort of like upset if I'm putting my energy into something and not getting a return, understanding that once I get the message, I should hang up the phone, right? That's also important. So, all of these things combined allow me to realize that uh, I'm not the fucking issue, okay? I'm doing the best I fucking can in a really hard situation, and I'm not getting the support and help that I need, and um, I've been asking for it. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, also, like, a lot of people know that my mom had a car accident. How come they haven't reached out? Yeah, I'm talking to you if you're listening to this, okay? Like, be better. Like, it sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. It sucks, it sucks having to convince people to give a shit about me because they have compassion fatigue. Like, don't do that. You wouldn't do that to somebody. You wouldn't do that to yourself, right? Like, that's, that's the biggest thing. So um, if you don't want to do it for me, like, do it for somebody in your life that you give a shit about. If you care about somebody, fucking tell them. We don't, tomorrow's not guaranteed for us, you know? You got you to gotta be a lot more um, just in the moment, but also don't make dumb decisions and I don't mean dumb like fun things that are in moderation and you know even if you go overboard a little bit you come back I mean like dumb as in like 
oh, wow, I treated this person like shit and I shouldn't have done that. Okay, well, maybe don't treat them like shit next time. Maybe, you know, be aware of that. Err on the side of kindness. Um, I never intentionally treat anybody like shit. All of my stuff is in response to something. You know, if I'm getting a, a pattern of some bullshit too, I gotta speak up for myself because fucking I sacrificed a lot to be able to exist. And uh, sometimes I feel like I don't, so that sucks. Um, I'm gonna end this here because it's been real negative and I don't really like that. Um, so I'm gonna go watch, <laughs> I'm gonna go binge watch Succession uh, and do that. Honestly, this thing that I'm doing on the pod is much preferable to when I was ranting on Facebook. Like, I had, like, a breakdown when I was living in Berkeley, and I was, like, posting a bunch of shit on the FB. And I'm like, uh, why am I doing this? And, like, people were concerned, but they were also highly entertained. Everybody loves (laughs) schadenfreude, am I right? Everybody loves somebody going through a breakdown. Like, they don't actually have a lot of, like, it's, it's relish, they relish it, you know? Because they're like, ooh, couldn't be me. Uh, yeah, it can, actually, because if it can happen to me, it can happen to you, um, and it might, you know, like, everybody goes through some bullshit sometimes, and what goes around comes around, and I just hope that anytime I go out and set forth an intention, like, I, and, and follow through with it, it's not gonna be something that gets manipulated, or, um, you know, somebody doesn't take it out of context, which always happens, which is why I like staying in the sort of like anonymous liminal space that I'm in because people love to like people want to give you a like you know like they want you to give them a reason to not like you or to put you down or to dismiss you and that's honestly been a running theme in my life since I was like really young people don't take me seriously because they want to ridicule me and I was bullied a lot growing up um you know I don't want to turn into a bully you know I think that some people think that I'm very rude and I'm a bully but I think they're being, like, fatphobic or whatever because I'm, like, you know, not stick thin. Um, and, you know, I got to fix my face. Once I get my buccal fat removed, it's all over for you, bitches. I'm just joking. I don't even know what that is or how to do it. <laughs> um, my friend, when I got my lip pierced, it got swollen a little bit because, you know, it was uh, it's a piercing, so it's going to get swollen. My friend was like, did you get fillers? And I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's a thing? Like, what, how, what do you, what do you do? And I, I don't want to look it up because I don't want to do it. Um, But yeah, that's a fucking, fillers are a fucking thing. And you put them in your lips and they make your lips bigger. And I'm like, ah, I could probably just grab some lip gloss and, you know, do some, you know, scrub my lips a little bit with lip sugar. And also, uh, can we talk about how the beauty industry is kind of scamming? Because I remember when... When I was in pack and and the girls would get married and stuff, they would just roll through with some turmeric and milk and like all this other like natural shit, and uh, it would just work. And that shit doesn't cost anything, dude. It it's like ingredients from your fridge, and it doesn't cost anything. And the women would look fucking gorgeous. So all them's makeup and nonsense is trash. dot com. Um, and uh, it's also very harmful probably to your body, um, and on your skin, etc. I personally do use makeup, but that's just because I don't, you know, sometimes I feel like I look like a clown face, which is gross. Um, But also because people fucking, you know, like they respond to it, man. People like it when you prep up and look good. Um, I look like shit at the grad reading, though, because I've been crying. I was like crying for like a couple hours. And, uh, you know, it was because I just, you know, it hasn't been an uplifting experience thus far. Like, I had a lot of shit go down, and 
I feel very isolated and, um, you know, ostracized and ignored. And I don't like that. I don't like that vibe. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that to people. It's not good. Okay. Especially, especially like forgetting somebody or whether it's intentional or not, or subconscious or conscious, or, you know, you are following the, you know, you're, you're being a sheep, sheeple person. Um, that's not an excuse, you know? So, I mean, I just want to put it out there that if you've ever, like, dismissed me or not, like, there's been a lot of people who, like, said they're going to visit, they're not going to visit, and they haven't, and there's a lot of, like, yeah, I guess I forgive you, but you should, you know, be, be accountable for your actions, because um, I'm a human being, and I shouldn't have to remind people that, because <laughs> I don't do that to other people, I air, like, I, especially when it's in person, um, I don't really fuck with the internets and the socials, and I didn't when this podcast first started, and there's a fucking reason, because Instagramming breeds contempt, familiarity breeds contempt, um, and if you get too familiar with someone, you stop respecting them, because you take for granted what they, you know, and I've been guilty of that too, obviously, but uh, not to that extent to which it comes back to me, um, I don't appreciate people resenting me or making me feel some type of way, because they don't like to see me suffering and talking about my experiences, uh, because they're different than theirs, and it makes them uncomfortable, I'm like, well, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's a you problem because I have my own (laughs) and I'm going to go deal with them. And I do. Um, So, you know, all right. Well, I'm pretty upset, but hopefully tomorrow with my uh, thing with D, it'll be much better. And um, we're going to do some six sad world stuff uh, and just talk about shit because, um, you know, it's important. Like I said, it's important for women to share their experiences and it's important for them to uh you know, put them out into the world so that if somebody who's listening to this is feeling the same way, they feel less alone. Um, You know, I did a whole series of journals on that and like I put them everywhere and I don't know where they are, if people trash them, if they people use them, if they, you know, cut them up. People usually don't value things if they're free, Um, you know, which again brings me to the whole free art thing. Um, But also, it also makes a lot of sense that a lot of people uh want to um you know buy something that they have brand loyalty with and you can have brand loyalty with people people are basically little brands walking around you know sometimes they even have like stickers on their shit to show their brand and that's cute um me personally my brand is no brand <laughs> i remember when i was a kid i think i was in middle school um and you know and and uh i was in one of those middle schools where uh everyone cared what you were wearing all the time and you had to be cool and have swagger um <clears throat> and people would be wearing like you know i think my cousin or something had like uh what are they called fat farms <laughs> those shoes oh man i've aged myself wildly i love it love to see it um and I had, I got those like DC shoes or whatever, but I was, I didn't want anybody to know. I wanted it to be a secret. So I got duct tape and put it over the, <laughs> over the little DC logos. Um, because, you know, I was like very like, no, anti-brand. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the cool thing to do. And everyone just thought I was hella weird. Um, I mean, they still do, but everybody, like I said, everybody is weird and zany and, uh has shit that they are working on on themselves um i think my stuff is pretty open i'm a pretty transparent person because i don't have the luxury or the privilege of privacy (laughs) i never did (laughs) when you live when you live in like a household you know where people don't respect your privacy you also learn that your own uh boundaries are um even when you set them right they get trampled upon real quick 
you know, and, you know, when people set boundaries with you too, like I get set boundaries with and I'm cool with it, but I also understand that I get transgressed upon. And so, you know, fair, you know, like, um, it's, it's one of those things where turnaround is fair play. Like it's, you know, it's, I shouldn't be getting transgressed upon. And then when, uh, I'm trying to, you know, make space for myself or trying to like go about my day and do shit. Um, and you know, people are like, no, 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 go away. If I was, if honestly, it's one of those things where I very much do respect boundaries and, and consent and all that, because obviously I do. Um, I also do think that when people like people do like saying no to me and if I accepted every single no that I got from an educator or a parent or whatever, 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 um, and didn't just like do what I, you know, knew inherently was like, right anyway, especially if it wasn't something that was harming somebody else right? You know, do no harm. Um, And also it was something that had a benefit for me. uh, But somebody was just saying no, because they, you know, just didn't want me to go or they didn't know what they were talking about. Um, Then fucking I wouldn't have a degree. I wouldn't have one degree, let alone two. I wouldn't have a job. I wouldn't have an apartment. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have the things that I had if like I had to just constantly uh, take no for an answer on things that aren't uh, inherently like no knows for everybody else if that makes sense like if other people are getting shit and opportunities and and like doing things um that is also supposed to be available for me and if and when it's not that's a problem because that means that it's happening to other people and that's not okay it shouldn't be happening to me let alone other people and honestly this is a theme that i've come across a lot in my life um I mean, obviously, you should just let it go and find something else. But guess what? A rolling stone never grows roots, right? That's what <laughs> that's what people say to me sometimes. And um, every, you know, job that's been, uh, you know, racist or every um, area that I've gone to that I felt unsafe in, um, if it's like some get out shit or if it's like some nonsense that I feel like I have to, like, put on a mask or a face for something, uh, it, you know, I die a little inside, man. You know, like, you got to be careful. Uh, There was something that I read about, like, it was like, you know, people just saying everyone is welcome is different than saying, uh, you know, we built this space with you in mind. You know, people do not want to be merely tolerated. They want to be, um, you know, accepted. And that's something that's really, really, really important. So I don't know. I don't know what the future is going to look like, but um, I do, I'm like an idealist at heart. I'm really idealistic. And I also am very like kind, but I think maybe I should stop like doing that because I think people see me as like a pushover or they don't take me seriously or they see me as a sucker, um, especially if they want something from me. But then when the uh, good times roll around, the phone never rings, you know, that's not okay. Um, Don't do that. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) And also like, I don't know, man, like, I am not a drama llama inherently, um, but I have been around a lot of drama llamas, and, uh, you know, um, I, my family of origin has a huge amount of dysfunction, um, which plays a big part in your adult life, regardless of whether or not you, uh, whether you like it or not, you know, whether you like it or not, it's going to play a big part, and so having that healthy um, outlook on it where it's like everything's like kind of in flux and it's a work in progress and this and that, it's going to take a while and that's okay. 
all right? And if someone's trying to make you go faster or speed you up, slow down. Like, you know, like that, what was that movie, Ready Player One, where one of the challenges was, like, to get around the track in a certain time, and everybody was, like, doing that, but then nobody was winning anything, and then that guy, he, like, goes backwards, <laughs> and then he wins the race, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what you do, you know, sometimes you gotta, like, innovate, um, but again, that's not supposed to be, like, your stasis, because if you have to do that all the time, you get burned out, or, and then when you get burned out, you're vulnerable, and then somebody comes and they steal your chill, okay, stop stealing my chill, okay, I earned it, I want to keep chilling, and I don't really appreciate people stealing stuff from me, or, like, I, I, I don't, I don't think that I would be feeling this way if it wasn't happening, um, I'm a pretty, like, you know, like, a regulated person, um, on the daily, but if something has been occurring for a long time, and I just get used to it, that's bad, too, and I don't want to set that precedent, because, uh, that's how abuse happens, and so I'm good off that, um, all right, well, I'm gonna talk to D tomorrow, um, today was kind of a wash, although I did go hot tubbing, which was nice, um, I guess I should be more social, but honestly, being social is exhausting, too, everything is exhausting all the time, and, um, I just want to rip Van Winkle the fuck out, um, I don't know what I'm gonna name this episode, but I think I'm gonna put, I think, <laughs> I might name it, I don't know, I'll figure it out, uh, but tomorrow is gonna be six out of world, and that's fun for me, so I'm excited, all right, peace out, Square Hive. Not joking, just joking, we